Welcome back to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am your host, as always, Dustin P., and on this episode, we talk AMC's Into the Badlands, Chapter 19, entitled Leopard Snares Rabbit. But before we get into that, allow me to introduce my leopard co-host. He is the voice you heard here many a week's. He is Genius McGee. Genius, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Was that more of a mountain lion or a <coughs> cougar or? Hey, it was something. It it's kind. Of, it's kind of like harkens back to like Aaron, the the feral child the, the from feral Walking Dead. <laughs> no, it's more. If this if this was an actual like title of an episode for Into uh, the Badlands, it would be like Cat Person Gets Allergies. Ah, yes, that's what I'm actually dealing with right now. Yeah. So <laughs> it's Cat Cat with Allergies. Oh. <laughs> So, for the sake of brevity and the sake of our listeners, we do dive right into spoilers. So, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Genius, what was your first take on this episode? Dude, I dug this episode. I thought it, it moved the story along and it had some really good action set pieces. Not a lot of, like, they weren't big. but Like we've moved, seen before. Right, but it moved the story along, especially with the, uh, the sniper one. Yeah, I was really uh, anticipating quite a big episode because I wanted to see how everything with Lydia and Nathaniel Moon kind of played out and how they how they kind of wove the story from what happened with them previously yeah uh, to what's happening now yeah um, I wanted more sunny in the in these couple episodes which we haven't been getting a lot of I don't know we kind of did on this one but in a different role and a different aspect yeah it's and- it's not really like the the kick-ass kung fu sunny that we've known to you know come well we've come to love in a way that's a badass but then we've had a lot of twists and turns and a lot of of like one thing I wanted to bring up, but we're gonna go chronologically. The first thing that I noticed is they have a lot of they have an interesting way of trimming the fat as soon as they introduce the fat. Yes, like yes, like it's, it opens up with the fucking Iron Rabbit camp, and I'm like, holy shit, they got a whole camp! Wow, I bet there's gonna be all kinds of cool stories going along with this camp now. Now that we know that there's the refugee camp over there, and Lydia, uh, and now um. Her and Odessa have her own little camp and her own little I squad. And I'm sure shing, there's shing, shing, right. Shing, shing. I'm sure there's all kinds of great things to go. Nope. <laughs> Get out now, now. And that was a really good aerial shot or the beginning over the big poppy fields. Yeah, that's actually my my very first note uh, for this episode was the the red flowering field, mm-hmm. and then you immediately go into like the contrasting green of because I believe they shot this in Ireland. So you you get like the really lush sceneries and everything that come across, yeah. And kind of what they did in Game of Thrones by using ravens, they're using carrier pigeons because mm-hmm. you know they're they're not technologically advanced enough to have, you know, the mail courier services and email and all that stuff. I don't even think that was a. Um, it might have just been. It might have been like, hey, a flying rat. No, I don't think even think it was like their main system of messaging. I think it was just like, hey, you need to go just old school sending a pigeon there yeah like, get out now and <clears throat> that's another thing that i kind of really like about into the badlands it sets up these storylines that you think can play out in like long term for like many many stories to tell but then nope like then, like five minutes later right? they, they they completely wrap it up and like, it's awesome yeah i mean we're gonna we're, we're gonna jump it back and forth we're gonna be jumping back and forth but the prime example is like i was like i wonder i wonder who's gonna send who sent the uh message who's the spy in the inside yeah, and the note that was on the pigeon was get out now get out now and then as soon as they got the note boom it's an ambush and i was like oh shit you know and so i'm like and then i'm like okay they're gonna they're gonna stretch this out 
who's it going to be? And later on in the episode, and we'll get to it, we find out. So it's like, yeah, it, <laughs> there, there's not a lot of there's not a lot no. of cliffhangers that no. get involved with Into the Badlands, which I really do enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I, to a certain extent, I do appreciate cliffhangers. But something, or a, a gripe I've had with uh, not only like Game of Thrones and these larger scale shows, The Walking Dead is a prime example. The Walking Dead will leave you on a cliffhanger for six months. Right. You know, the, the, whole, the best example of that is the, the season six, you know, appearance of Negan. You know, who mm-hmm. died? Who died? But with End of the Badlands, just like you said, we, we see this, you know, this, this infiltrator got a note back to the right. Iron Rabbits camp that says, get out now. You know, the widow is on her way yeah. or her regent and troops are on her way. We find out literally 10 minutes later in the episode who gave it up. Right. So it's like, exactly. We just find out there's a rabbit camp and now the rabbit camp is gone. It's yeah, obliterated. Yes. All but two. Right. All but I mean, and that was a good fight too between uh, Tilda and Nathaniel Moon. Yeah, she got her ass handed to her, but she but, used I mean, that crawl thing at the beginning quite effectively. But honestly, I mean, it is Nathaniel there's Moon. No, there's I mean, no it, thing. He, he's nine hundred ninety nine, or actually, he would be over a thousand at this point. Right. But, but he is the most the the <laughs> most renowned clipper in all of the land. He even said, "You're not even worth the tattoo." Like, yeah, you're not like the mark. It's like bitch. Uh, I did not expect the sword out of the hand. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw the, you know, the, the way that he's fucking well. I mean, yeah, he, you know? he's got arrows in the fingertips and, you know, everything else. And we, we saw the, the, I guess the weapons maker for the widow that, that fashioned this awesome metallic hand. Yeah. And now apparently he has a sword that comes out of said metallic hand. I thought it, at first I thought like it looked a little hokey, but the more I looked at it, the more I thought about it, and especially with his own fighting style, it made more sense to me. And yeah, I was like, really I was like, okay, it, it grew on me in that really quick up in that really quick span because I think this was a fast episode, even though it focused on the main character Sonny, just a very small portion. There was a lot of different things going on that made this a bigger scope. Of yeah, an episode. yeah, and they they really touched on a lot of the characters that I mean we've seen more of in, in the beginning part of season three, but we well, we get more emphasis on Iron Rabbit or Tilda. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit more information from Lydia, which I mean honestly, yeah, she's becoming this, one of my favorite characters now. She is so like wonderfully manipulative for both good and bad. You can tell that she used to be like a former villain. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Exactly. Yeah. When yeah. we first get introduced to her back in season one, she's the villain. And into season two, she's a, she's very I mean, manipulative, a villain villain. Right. Yeah. She took on she took on Baron Quinn's new personality wife. traits. Yeah. And she really kind of you know manipulated people around her based on like I guess her interactions and her dealing with him for so long. But it was. And, and she even took out the widow's. Uh, I mean, the Baron's new wife. Yeah. And so she knows how to play the game. And. Coming back to how quick things move in this show, last episode, she's like, I'll never be your viceroy. Fuck you, right? The next thing, I'm like, hey, I, sure, li- I like this viceroy. new house. Might as well. you know. And she made a point. And she made a very valid point that we'll get into it of Matilda. But she could probably do better, at least for her refugees, in a position of power. Yeah, and instead of having to, you, you know, kind of transverse this this perilous road and you know looters and everything else out right. there with the refugees now she actually has a camp which just happens to be her old house right you know house armadillo so <laughs> welcome back my dear the, the, <laughs> the ghost, the the ghost of quinn, quinn past <laughs> 
it's good to have you back. I would say it's a hearth and a home. You know, oh my just God. <laughs> But I mean, I've not, I've not seen a grave. I've not seen a body. So maybe Baron Quinn's not dead. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I I'm holding hope. out. I'm holding out cautious hope. I'm telling you, I'd, I'd be okay with Jedi Ghost. That'd be awesome. <laughs> He's <laughs> over there punching Obi Wan. <laughs> right? <laughs> I declare, this is the Hallelujah lightsaber. Zrong, zrong, zrong. Starts talking in Yoda speak. Do or do not, Sonny. There is no try. But, but. But now we see the widow and Lydia have kind of joined forces, mm-hmm. and like she said, we're just biding our time. And then Nathaniel Moon comes into play with Lydia, right? And so we see kind of like a little, it, yeah, and it's in the same scene too. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> but it, it's actually Nathaniel Moon that points out that he figured out that it was Lydia that said sent that note to the Iron Rabbit again. A mystery that could have been, have been like episodes deep is now solved. In like three scenes later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because after the after the fight sequence with you know Tilda slash the Iron Rabbit got and, and Nathaniel B. Moon, yeah, we see Odessa. You know, after Iron Rabbit gets knocked out by Nathaniel Moon, Odessa takes up the mantle and starts fighting while she gets captured. Mm-hmm. And then when she gets taken back to the widow's camp, Nathaniel Moon is charged with torturing her to try to figure out who the spy was. Well, when he sees the little paper, he recognizes the handwriting. Right, instantaneously. So instantly, he goes back to Lydia to figure out, you know, why she gave it up. Because she was like, hey, you still take your drinks like that? And he goes, it's funny they mention what we, the, the little things you remember, because I remember the handwriting. Because apparently, they were hot and heavy back in the day. I, I was really waiting for the womp womp moment when she goes, it's two fingers, right? When she was pouring his drink, I was just like, oh, come on, please. G- give me the cheesy, like the cheesy pun moment. I just want it. But yeah, you see that they had some type of romantic connection previous mm-hmm. to everything that's gone down, which is interesting. Very interesting. Because like, were they like a side kind of thing going on while she was married to, you know, Quinn? I don't know. I think... I think that was her old life. Because remember, she used to talk about like her old day, and then one right. day Quinn just came in, swept her off her feet, and then they went off. Clubbed her over the head and carried him off to his armadillo palace. <laughs> You're coming back to my cave, I declare. Right? But good on Nathaniel Moon for like saying, all right, I won't mess with you. You know? When he tried he tried to say, hey, run away, run away with me. And she's right. like, nope. She goes, you're a regent. Mercy isn't part of your job, yep. and neither is sparing people. And I'm trying to do something, and you know, you know that I'm working. She's like, you know that I'm working against you. So right, and he's like, he goes, you, you know what I still, do? He goes, I still care about you. You know, I won't. I'm just gonna kill Sonny. You, me, and you, we're good. So yeah, and on I, him, I, and I thought her quote was really telling, right? Because as she's telling it to Nathaniel Moon, she says, "Mercy is not an asset in a regent. Neither is love." And both of those things we have seen showcased in Sunny this episode. Yeah. You know, with, with what we're going to talk later on in this episode about. And she's 100% right. Yeah, to you have to be a cutthroat. Re- yeah, to be a successful regent, you can't have any ties except loyalty to your baron. Or yeah, you right. have to be completely subservient. Right, and she knows it. And she goes, look, I don't want to get hurt again. And neither do you, because it, it's going to end badly. And he was like, 
okay, I get it. Yeah, and I think I Nathaniel it. Moon finally came to that realization. Yeah. It was like, you know, l- love is not going to do us any favors, either one of us. Because I think he he knows deep down what Lydia is trying to do, even by subverting all the actions that the widow's going through. Mm-hmm. I think he knows her well enough to know that it's not a it's not a power play for her, right? In in like in the sake of you know trying to progress her position. And then in the, in defense of Nathaniel Moon, it wasn't into. If he stops being a regent and not, he could probably get back with Lydia. He's oh like, yeah, and he'll stop being a regent as soon as he kills Sonny. So very true. Yeah. So they're possibly. I mean, he's not going to kill Sonny, but yeah. So and then great, great entrance for our, our hero. Uh huh. You know, we see Sonny come into this camp with uh, the widow's troops, and they're all pinned down because they can't get through this one alleyway. This is a cool little arc. It was. It, it was. It was. It was interesting how they broke it up into um, into Sunny's story and Baggy's story while the at the, towards the end. Yeah, kind of like side quests. Yeah, it was very interesting to see, and I thought it was a very cool weapon. The the a sniper looked like Doctor Doom. Yeah, from the Fantastic Four movies. Didn't yeah, he? he really Didn't did. Because he? he had the green cloak, and he had the and he was always looking through the like robotic eye and that badass like snipe automatic sniper rifle. That was the, the sweet. sniper crossbow, yeah. Yeah, the fact that he could just throw the hat, boom, and he goes, "See, nobody likes that fucking hat," you know. And Veggie said that, and it was it was really awesome because with, with this whole thing, they're trying to open this this alleyway up so they can you know advance the war front, you know, get supplies to and from. Mm-hmm. And the kid Babyface, who is the new I guess leader, because everybody else was killed. De in facto, camp, yeah. Uh, the de facto leader, Babyface, even says, you know, they've kept us pinned down here for a long time. We can't get through. We don't know how to. And Sonny just goes, well, I'm your new regent now, so I gave you an order to shut the fuck up, and right? we're going to go charge. That was a good plan of Sonny, too, because, like, nobody knows. They're intelligent chaos right now. Right. So he goes, fuck it. Like, let's do it. I'm the new regent. Ha <laughs> ha! And so, and very interesting. Look, look at me. I am I'm the, the captain, captain now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Sonny just takes charge, and his plan was really good. His plan was great. You know, you have two by two going up on, uh, up on this alley, and then you have, like, mirrors that are distracting the sniper, which... Where the hell did they get gigantic, like, full-length mirrors? Mm-hmm. But, hey, I can suspend it for that. But but even before that, that plan would have worked, but then Ren got shot. Right. And so that still plan had to go, uh, like, back. Yeah, they it had was, to go sideways. It was interesting to see uh, Baji like, show, like, oh, shit, you know, this girl's getting hurt. Let's save him. Because normally he's all about himself. Right. Just to have some random girl. I guess it was because she was sassy. Yeah. He yeah, goes, I guess. Uh, I, 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 I dig it. I, I think he saw a little bit of himself and her. Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, not wanting to take orders and, and just kind of doing her own thing. Uh, but we see that she gets injured, so the, the plan of attack has to, you know, become a plan of retreat. Right. They take her back, and we we come to realize that Madame Chow had, had all these archers dip their arrows in poison. Yeah. So she is literally being poisoned to death by the, the wound that she, I guess, she got afflicted with during this little battle sequence. And it was really interesting to see that Baji is now selfless, and yeah. he uses his powers to, you know, kind of take away her her, in, you know, instant pain. Mm-hmm. So, because I forgot that he had powers, because he never yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, he studied them. with the master. Yeah, and everything so he, else, he knows so. some healing chi and shit. So that was cool for him to use it. And um, but now the now the doctor there at that camp knows about Baji too. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if they're gonna maybe they get a run in with the pilgrim. Possibly. They're at least going to get in a run with Nathaniel Moon because Nathaniel Moon is at the fucking camp ready, ready yep. for them. But before we get to that, 
Let's go back to Sunny. That was a really cool fight scene between him and the final sniper, and I thought it was a very interesting thing. He goes, sometimes your first weapon is always the best. Mm -hmm. He has the old weapon. The old longbow. Yeah, versus this new high-tech gadget with sniper rifles and scopes and, like, multi-mags and shit. Exactly, yeah. rotating crossbows. And, and just with a couple of flaming crossbow arrows and a, a longbow, he's able to fuck that dude up. Oh, yeah. And, and he even says, you know, because Babyface asked him, he goes, you know, why, why, are you, why are you taking this old ancient weapon? And he's like, sometimes, you know, the first weapon you learn is always the one that you need to go back to. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you know, my former regent, uh, you know, my former, my former baron when I was his regent used to be able to knock the wings off a fly. Good job there, son. I see your training has came in useful. Dude. Exactly. It's like the, the Obi-Wan, you know, right. Luke Skywalker thing with, with Sonny and Baron Quinn. I'm telling you, they need to have like, like when like a force goes Quinn, it'd be awesome. Right. Even if they do it later on, like when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray, have like with commentary from Martin Soska's. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> but the, the fight sequence between those two, was interesting because you keep seeing like little, I guess, I hate to say that they're callbacks to other movies and shows and whatnot, but we've already seen some of the <coughs> things that are in, you know, other AMC shows. But one of the things I did like, and I, I think this could just be me, but there's a part where Sonny is blocking and dodging all these knife, uh, knife thrusts and strikes that the sniper does, and he captures the sniper's arm. The sniper drops the knife. That was dope! It was the exact move that Ray pulled off in Last Jedi. Do you remember that when she's when she's being choked? Yeah, and she drops the lightsaber and cuts the the I guess Snoke's uh, Imperial Guard in half. That's the exact move that she pulls off there. And I'm like, I don't know whether or not they're intentionally doing this, but if they keep doing little stuff like that, I'm gonna just keep grinning during the just show. Just keep beating it up. Yeah, because it's awesome little like little throwbacks and little like I guess you know tip of the cap and nods to other other genres that keep you know. Making me want to watch as closely as I do with this show. I didn't catch that, but I still thought it was dope as shit. Oh, hell yeah. And it was violent, just like, boom, boom. The fact that he had a slow motion so he can catch it. Yeah. And I bet that was all fucking Daniel Wu. Just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, dude, he has done an awesome job in terms of, you know, lending his expertise in martial his arts. His kung fu treachery. No, he really but yeah, has. No, he has. Because, uh, you know, he is not the main choreographer, but he has a, a large hand in how they stage these fight sequences and everything. And I mean, their stunt people, their choreography on this on the show is just great. Mm -hmm. I mean, for lack of a better term, I mean, I could say impeccable. You know, the best shit I've ever seen. But I mean, it's just the way that they they tend to do things. And I don't know if they're intentional nods to other you know genres and you know culture items or whatnot. But it's cool to see for me at least. Yeah. So we we see that finally uh, that Sonny finally quote dispatches the sniper but he takes him as a prisoner of war nope no nope. face are gonna have it man but you know what in Babyface's defense i understand that like he just violated but he probably he's been there for like days right or weeks months possibly seen a lot of his friends die to this one dude i mean i can't say that i would do what he did once again i don't condone the violence of people in fictional shows <laughs> but at the same time at the same time I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been traumatized by this person for so long, but yeah. it's just like, you know... You disobeyed your regent? Uh, what are you going to do? Exactly. I, I was kind of waiting, you know, because we've seen that, that mean streak from Sonny in, in previous seasons where he'll just dispatch people. Mm -hmm. I mean, he will just go crazy and be like, you know, look, you follow me. I tell you what to do. And it's kind of interesting to see his character do this kind of morality flip a little bit because life now 
since the birth of Henry, yeah, isn't so isn't so throwaway. It isn't so disposable. He's not afraid to kill somebody instantaneously, but he's willing to give somebody at least a chance. Right. I mean, this was their enemy. Yeah. You know, then that's well, uh, even like in the in the RV in episode one in the season, he goes, "Who sent you?" Tell me, and the guy was like, "Okay, you had a chance, you know." And this guy, right? He's and he's been growing more not pacifistic, but more merciful. Right? Yeah, he really has been. So we see that, you know, and it's the the next line that we see is is Sunny and Baji talking to one another, and you see Babyface up on the stairs, kind of you know exchanging like the macho war stories with his buddies, mm-hmm. and and Sunny makes the statement. He goes, "You know, they're just kids." They're proud killers doing what their barons want them to, just like I was. Yeah. You know, and you see Sonny actually kind of, I guess, have this epiphany that he is no longer the man he used to be once Quinn died. Right. Now, so you have that you have that severing of the of the character, which is cool. This circle has been broken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, so as he's getting mercy, so is Baggy. Right. And unfortunately, no good deed goes unpunished with this one. This one was this one was kind of messed up for me. Yeah, it was this, bittersweet. This one, yeah, this one kind of hurt because like it, it not like <laughs> but like it stung because like we see Baji as this selfish, boorish, just always out for him. Right. And then finally when he does so show an act of mercy, um and compassion and for co- somebody and else. And compassion and really goes above and beyond. Like, I'm sure using that magical shit that he has, like, took a draining toll on him. And then he goes like, hey, everything's great. You're going to live. And then just for her to turn it around, justifiably so. And by be- her, he means Ren. Ren. But justifiably so because, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, he had no right to save her because he, he had to save her. But at the same time, when she goes like, all I know how to do is fight. Right. Yeah, that, that that's just, pretty much. I mean, because she goes, I can't work the poppy fields on one leg. Well, because she was. Well, what we forget is this is you're born into servitude. Yeah, this is a very much a caste system. Yeah. So yeah, you're really a fighter or a cog if you're nothing. Yeah. And so yeah, so when she goes, what the fuck am I gonna do now? You know, am I gonna be a am I gonna be a doll slash a prostitute? Right. You know, am, I got nothing else to do. Right. And you know, in Baji, I think. In, in his mind, he was right to have that healer take her leg because he didn't want her to die. Right. Because no. that, that's literally what the healer said. You know, she has until morning. Yeah. So he, he was 100% right. And she was also justified in her, like, reaction. Yeah. It, it's it's a traumatizing event for her. And I, I think it's like a what do I do now kind of moment for yeah. her. I'm not saying that she she goes like, well, you should have fucking killed me up there. You know, it's, it's really hard to say when you're not in that person's shoes. And once again, fictional character storyline. Or know. in that person's shoe. shoe. Ah! <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you know, I could see why she was angry at him. I don't blame her I for can't being too. angry. And so, and that was probably, I hope it doesn't shut Badgie off from trying to help other people still. Yeah, because I think she wanted a warrior's death. Yeah. You know, yeah, even, exactly. even if it was going to exactly. come the, the next day, she wanted to have her death. You know, kind of carry her name through. Shiny and chrome to Valhalla. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Baji kind of robbed her of that, just trying to be, you know, trying to kind of flip the script on his character and become a better person. So yeah. That that was that was heartbreaking and, and a little bit, um, 
a little bit depressing to see because Baggi is such a character that we like so much. Yeah, you don't want to see anything bad happen to your buddies. Yeah. You know? And then the very next sequence we get is, wow, um... How, how do we explain the force feeding by the weasel? Man. The, so the, MK the, the is... MK cleanse? Yeah, so MK <laughs> is, is essentially strapped down to this bed, and he's being kept alive because he wanted to he wanted to overdose right. on opium. So the widow puts <laughs> him under protective custody. Sends and him cretins. Yeah, and the slimiest of cretins at mm-hmm. that. I mean, if... I, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but if Michael Berriman had a had a baby in the in the badlands and the baby grew up but not like just and not like grew up to be another michael berryman right. but just got a bigger baby right like a yeah. bigger a bigger berryman baby just like try eh. saying that fast five times right try saying it fucking fast once <laughs> but yeah it was like this this, this like, cleanse and it, it, was it wasn't just, necessarily it was like force his looks, feeding it he like was a just, stomach pumping he was just creepy the way he was doing everything because like, <laughs> i don't you didn't know if it was p or if it was you didn't what? know if he was going to try to kill mk right and even before that they even talked about like hey where's mk because now tilda with the big brass balls after some great advice from lydia right because let's rewind a little bit back there that because that lydia quote with um tilda once again tilda needed to hear this because you're like well hey why the fuck did you sell out she goes we're trying to fight the widow. Now you're going to be buddy, buddy. You should have fucking killed her. And I could understand where Tilda was coming from. I can too. I mean, hundred percent. But then when um, Lydia said, you gotta learn how to play the game. Exactly. Bide your time. And even going back before that, the, the horse insignia thing, you know, say, Oh, well, they're just workers and, and, and slaves. Are we that? And she goes, no, no, no. Horses used to roam free in the badlands We're prior right. to all of this. Right. So Tilda, so Lydia is, is, adept at surviving and biding your time and that's something that um <laughs> that's something that tilda needed to hear because if she would have went in guns blazing like she wanted to and not say yeah okay i'll work for you because <laughs> tilda knew that's what the widow wanted yeah and it's kind of echoes of game of thrones you know yeah. you're in the you, great game now and you, the great game is terrifying you have to know how to play the game and play all the sides which i'm glad that tilda is listening to lydia and I think she understands that Lydia knows how to play this yeah. this political game that she knows nothing about. Because all she... I mean, she was the regent of the Widow, but she was just the assassin. She was just the muscle. Right. Like, like get him! So she'd just go and do that. Which is what you would want in a regent. But she never really learned how to really play. Right. She learned swords. She didn't learn diplomacy. Right. So... Yeah, so that was interesting with with that little that little snippet between Lydia and, and the Iron Rabbit, and the fact that she and the fact that the widow already knew that Tilda was right. the Iron Rabbit. That was I was like, God damn! Once again, a plot line that could have gone a long time. Nope. <laughs> and then the after the force feeding of MK, which all kind of intertwines in the same story arc, mm-hmm. you see MK finally get his powers back. Right. Because apparently he has this flashback montage in his head where he goes and he sees the master. He sees his dark chief fighting his light side. Mm-hmm. And then we see again the the assassination of his mother by Sonny. Right. Which sends him overboard and he kicks that motherfucker out the window. Yes, he does. So, just spinning out the window. Just right. Woo, 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 woo. And MK has his dark chi back. 
Mm-hmm. So we, we know that he knows how to harness his power again. And not only that, but he knows how to turn it on and off. Well, no, I've got a question for you on this one because I thought about this for a couple times, right? Okay. So we see in the very first episode when we, when we come across the Pilgrim and his two assassins, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When the ma- uh, the male turns off his dark chi, it's because he gets an affectionate look from the female. Right. When we see Henry turn off his dark chi, it's when Sonny shows him affection. So do you think this is like one of those things where the dark chi is turned off by some type of power love? of love? Yeah, that's what I'm... I, For I, lack I mean, of a better term. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say like... Make you know, it goofy, but right. yeah, no. But but like some type of positivity right. turns off this dark some, force. Something that to live for. Right, and I and I think that you know this dark chi every time we've seen it used has been in battle, right? You know, in some type of negative, like um, very aggressive manner, right? And you know, Un- the antithesis of that is you know when you have this compassion and this love and this caring, yeah, it seems to turn it off in the in the particular person that we see kind of afflicted with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just something I was kind of yeah. I was kind of well, trying to figure out. We do we do know that he still cares for Tilda. Right. We, I because mean, otherwise, he, in his dark chi, he could have killed Tilda. Right. Easily. He, he, multiple times. Yeah, he almost killed the widow just right. by, like, fucking snapping his fingers all of Thanos. Yeah, and he could have done it, too. And the widow is not no punk, neither. So... I don't know. And the fact that he turned it off, but the fact that he can now control when he turns it on. When he can harness it. Because he that last hit by that one thing, and then case a badass in his own way, because he showed it just like Psh, fuck you, dude. After you hit it, normally if this was old MK, I mean pre heroin, pre losing the gift, he couldn't control it. Yeah, he'd, so that's, he'd like take that dagger out of his side and go uh, faint, right? <laughs> oh heavens, the vapors! No, but that's what makes me think that he now can turn it on and off at a whim. It's interesting. I mean, it yeah. re- it's really interesting for me if he can if he can somehow harness this dark chi. Yeah. So, and now you've got all of these players that are going after Sonny. Now, my question about, so going back to the scene, right before that MK fucked everybody up, she goes, I want MK and I want Odessa. Right. And I'll work for you. Now, when him, when MK busted in Kool-Aid Man style and fucked up everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. MK. <laughs> right? When he goes out and he busts it up. <clears throat> Does the deal still stand, even though he kind of rescued them? It should. Because I mean, because you see that you see that the widow can't really stop him at this point. Well, because theoretically, Tilda saved the widow's ass. That's true. And so, like, I would have been like, "Fuck you! I saved your ass. I get these. This is my prize for saving you. We're still at odds at each other," because they had to look like she goes, "All right, all right." But I don't know if it was like I'll work for you again. So did you get a great prize? Eh, it was yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that. I want to laugh harder, but I also want to <laughs> boo. So you, you also want to punch me right across that the was, table. <laughs> I can't say anything about bad puns because. Uh, hey yeah. man, I love bad puns. Right. So, but no, I, I see what you're saying there, and I, I yeah. think the widow does finally. The, does the deal still stand? I think or? it does. I really do because the widow even said that you can come and work for me in any capacity that you want but I still need you by my side. And I think it's more so not necessarily that she needs a fighter. She wants a lineage. She wants to be able to pass this down to Tilda. Right. Because I mean, that's her daughter. I mean, well, quote daughter. But that's... Right. I mean, she can't hand over the... If she is able to defeat, you know, Madam Chow, she's not going to hand over the reins to the Badlands to Nathaniel Moon. Well, and yeah. And, because all he is is a killer. He, had, he knows not of diplomacy. Well, and also at the fact, like... 
She goes, I can't win this with you fucking my shit up. Right. Because Madden Chow is already a formidable foe with enough people to rival the Widow. And apparently with one crossbow person, she can hold down like an entire squad regiment. Right. And the fact of the matter is... Tilda is specifically targeting the widows' yes. convoys. Yes, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like fucking, they could pull the Madam Chow convoy with like fucking Christmas presents. Can be driving along a fucking old beat up butterfly wagon. Christmas with a, time in with, the Badlands with a jug of water. Right, Tilda's gonna go after that fucking jug of water beetle. Right, so like yeah. So she's like, yeah, I fucking one. I need you to fucking stop. And two, yeah, I, I yeah, I think the lineage part two it comes into play. But at the same time. I also need your help killing Madame Chow. I think it's like, I can't kill her. I need more people. But I think it also comes to your the... badassery. Right. I, I think it also comes to the point that the Widow understands that the only motivation that Nathaniel Moon has to be her regent... Is, is to, to kill Sonny. Is, is to kill Sonny. I mean, because after that's done, he's, he's gonna, out. He, he's going to wash his hand of this entire yeah. issue. Because he said, so, I will kill anybody you want, but as soon as I'm done with Sonny, I'm yeah. done. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. But it's going to be a really interesting play when, when it comes to the fact that he is now helping Lydia, at least helping as in this capacity of this episode, by not turning her in. Right. By burning that no. So we see Nathaniel Moon helping Lydia, who is helping Sonny. Who's also helping Tilda. Who's helping Tilda. Yeah. Who is helping the Widow. And, but nobody's helping the Widow anymore. The Widow, it seems like almost everybody, even her own Nathaniel Moon regent, is not intentionally... I mean, intentionally because his, his, his ties to Lydia are deeper than the ones to the to widow. Because he, he's using the widow as a tool to, to get to ends. Sonny. Yes, exactly. So really, the widow is by herself. Everybody's just using her to get what they want for right now, and the widow knows it. So it's really interesting to see because just last episode she was top of the fucking heap. But I think it's going to be hella cool to see now that we have the fact that Nathaniel Moon wants to kill Sonny. Well, MK wants to kill him too because yeah. it's somewhere locked inside his brain. And I, I really do. I think, you know, point it back to what Baggi had said about the master's manipulation. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the master manipulated that, that, I guess, that memory, that repressed memory inside MK to, to put Sonny's face on whoever killed his mom. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope it's I hope it's Martin Soska's. I'm telling you this. If he comes out, I killed her. You know, just I I know it's fan fiction, but on the off chance that it really is Sunny, and it's the the his inner dark chi is not bullshitting Malarkium. I hope at some point in time MK realizes that he was just following his orders. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's it alludes back to what Sunny had told the Madame Chow's crossbow sniper mm-hmm. you know we're, we're just we're warriors in this fight and we follow orders yeah just like what he said in this episode he yep. goes they those kids are just happy about killing stuff yep. that they don't care they're just young and dumb just like i was yep so so like what we do with every episode i want to go ahead and get this ranked on a scale yep. of one to ten ten being the highest genius what say you i really enjoyed this episode i'm gonna go 7.5 this was fast it was brisk it helped that we dvd'd it that's very um, true. <laughs> it introduced a lot of new concepts, and then it just shattered them right there. Very like true. Like the rabbit camp. Um, I thought I thought Nathaniel Moon was going to fight Sonny right there, and they didn't. And I like that. I like yep. that there's a little bit more chase with that. Um, they cut a lot of – they introduced a lot of new things and shut them right down, too. It moved the story along very quick, even expanding on the one episode of, of Sonny. 
I liked what they did there. So that's why seven and a half. Me too. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go ahead and echo your sentiment there and give it a seven and a half as well. I do want to remind everybody that we will be back next week, chapter twenty of AMC's Into the Badlands. But with that being said, on behalf of my co-host Genius McGee, I am Dustin Pierre. I'm gonna go practice some archery. <laughs> <laughs>